Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Mark takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Friday edition of the program. Glad to be with you today. Headed into a weekend. Uh, Should be terrific weather. Maybe a little bit of rain, but the weather cooling down a little bit, and I think Tonight, uh, when the sun goes down, we'll get maybe our first real feel of football weather for those of you headed out to a high school football game tonight as the season slowly comes to a close, at least the regular season. So uh, that's kind of exciting, of course, until it gets too cold to enjoy outside. But a big week of college football ahead, a big weekend, I should say, of college football ahead. And, of course, Indiana off this week, but some other big games as far as the Big Ten Conference goes and locally as well. I'm excited for the Louisville-Notre Dame game on Saturday night. should be a tremendous environment and a big challenge for Jeff Brom and the Cardinals as well. But plenty to do this weekend from a sports perspective, and glad to have you with us as we close out the week and send you into the weekend. Let's look at the show lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one in just a moment, we'll take a look at our Who's Your Headlines, a summary of today's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. And there, as always, is a lot to get to. There are some IU targets that are going to be out in Colorado Springs this weekend for a USA basketball mini camp. We now have some information as well on IU and their pro, pro day for basketball. And uh, the Big Ten yesterday announced IU's football opponents for the 2024 through the 2028 season, so we can take a look at the rundown of things from uh, IU football schedules uh, in the uh, future seasons, which is interesting because the divisional format is gone, but there are some new really challenging opponents entering the Big Ten Conference starting next season. So a lot of changes with the Big Ten, a lot of changes for the coaches to navigate as well as far as adding new opponents and things and travel and procedures really changing in the conference. Uh, Later in the show, Dylan Wallace will join us. Dylan is a great friend of this program, former former sports editor at the Seymour Tribune. He's still with us at his new job at the University of Notre Dame. We'll talk IU basketball, football, and more when he is with us today. And then later in the hour, Kyle Dudenrip of the Indianapolis Star will check in. We'll take a look at things with Kyle from a recruiting standpoint, and uh, we're getting ready for the pairings for the football state tournament as well. So we'll discuss that and more with with Kyle when he's with us a little bit later in the show today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out Honey Baked Ham for a delicious lunch. They've got great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily, and they'll surely 
satisfy any craving that you may have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Okay, let's remind you the Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Send us a text, a question, a comment. You can sound off on whatever you like, 502-414-1450. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Let's get into our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news, uh, starting with a number of IU basketball recruiting prospects will be out at the USA Basketball Minicamp this weekend. It'll take place in Colorado Springs. One of the key players of note to listeners on this show and diehard IU fans, Boogie Flan will be out in Colorado Springs. The event begins today. It runs through Sunday. Also uh, there for... Uh, with an IU flavor, you've got Dylan Harper in the 2024 class, although he seems to have moved on to some other finalists. And there's a whole bunch of young guys there as well. Jalen Harrison uh, from our state, from Indiana, that's up at LaPorte Lalamere now. He's one of the key guys there. Carmelo Anthony's son from Long Island, Lutheran, New York. He will be up in Colorado Springs as well. Uh, just a number of guys. Another player, Darius Adams. You'll probably hear about him some this season. He will team with uh, Jalen Harrelson on the uh, Laporte Lalamere, basically travel team that plays top-level high school basketball country uh, talent across the country. But a number of guys there, and this is kind of a tryout for these guys for future uh, young USA national teams that get the chance to go overseas and represent the country. That's kind of what these mini camps are for, to gather the best players together, get them under the USA umbrella, get them in the training facility, put them through the drills and skills and workouts that they want to, but it also is an opportunity to uh, see the top collection of talent in the country get together as well. Another thing today, this is today, IU basketball program has its annual pro day for NBA scouts, and according to Pigs.com and our friend Jeff Rabjohns, there will be representatives from every NBA franchise in attendance for the event at Assembly Hall when it kicks off later today. Of course, McKenzie Mbako and transfer incoming seven-footer Kyle Ware, they are the two guys getting early buzzed. Mbako, six-foot-eight, Ware, a seven-foot center uh, who played at Oregon last season. They'll be doing drills, working on things in front of the NBA scouts, and obviously for those guys, they want to take the next step and get to professional basketball. And the name of the game these days in college basketball is to get there as quick as you can. If you can do it after one season of college hoops, great. Two, great. Normally you don't see people three, four years. Uh, after that, maybe they'll go and get an opportunity. But those big-time prospects, they want to get in and out and get to the NBA and start getting paid and playing the game at the highest level possible as soon as possible. So for Indiana, it's a great recruiting tool to have in your pocket that Hey, last year you placed TJD and Jalen hood Shafino in the draft and at NBA teams. And this year, potentially, depending on how things go, Mike Woodson could maybe put two more in the NBA. So we'll see how it goes. But IU with the pro day, a lot of schools do that now. 
makes a lot of sense to have the NBA guys on your campus as much as possible, and we'll see how things go this season. But definitely, Mbako and Ware, their names are in and around some of the early NBA mock drafts that are out right now. I was looking at this, recent NBA draft picks, obviously, Hood Shafino went 17th in the past draft in June, Trace Jackson Davis went in the second round, really kind of slipped a little further than what people thought, if you remember, he was number 57 in the NBA draft. Well, you got to go back to 2019 for the last pick, that was when Romeo Langford was drafted as the number 14 pick by the Boston Celtics, before that, 2017, O.G. Ananobi went 23rd to the Raptors. Thomas Bryant, he went 42nd via trade to the Los Angeles Lakers. Three years before that, 2014, Noah Von Ley was drafted as a forward by the Charlotte Hornets. The year before that, Oladipo and Zeller. Oladipo to the Magic, Zeller initially to the Hornets. That was in 2013, and that takes you back really through the last 10, 12, 13 years or so of NBA draft picks. But Indiana, um, a number of guys here in the last four or five years, can they keep that trend moving forward and maybe add to that total under Mike Woodson? I'd say there's a good chance in Baco and Ware if they can put together good campaigns, we'll have an opportunity to uh, do so. Uh, all right, Big Ten football opponents, uh, 2024 home opponents. The Big Ten Conference announced yesterday, Maryland, Michigan, Nebraska, Purdue and newcomer Washington will all be home Big Ten football opponents of IU next season. 2024 away games, Michigan State, Northwestern, Ohio State, and UCLA. So the big concern with IU football in the Big Ten Conference right out of the gate is the way it's structured now in that division You've got Indiana playing Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State every season. Next year, that's going to change. They'll play two of those four based on the pairings, the way the, the opponents were selected. Uh, but they've got two new opponents. So you're trading out Penn State. You're adding Washington and UCLA. So I don't know that things necessarily get any easier next season for IU football, but that's how things will look home and away in the Big Ten Conference. I run through the next couple of years, if you can keep track of this in your mind. 2025 home games, Illinois, Michigan State, UCLA, and Wisconsin. 2025 away games, Iowa, Maryland, Oregon, Penn State, and Purdue. So in 2025, no Michigan, no Ohio State, just Penn State from that traditional trio of really tough teams for Indiana. But you're adding UCLA that year and Oregon, who's really good normally that year as well. 2026, Minnesota. These are home games. Minnesota, Northwestern, Ohio State returns to the schedule. Purdue and the first time Indiana and USC will play as a Big Ten Conference game. 2026 away games, Michigan, Nebraska, Rutgers, and Washington. So, again, I don't think that things get any easier that season because, yeah, you – don't play Penn State, but you pick up USC and Washington to join Ohio State and Michigan. 2027, home games, Iowa, Michigan, Penn State, Rutgers, away games, Illinois, Michigan State, Minnesota, Purdue, and USC. 2028, home games, Illinois, Maryland, Oregon, Purdue, Washington. 2028, away games, Northwestern, Penn State, UCLA, and Wisconsin. So, I'm curious what you guys think. 
I don't know that it gets any easier. I don't think it does. You might drop a Penn State or an Ohio State here and there, but you're still picking up new opponents coming in that are all pretty good. Washington, UCLA, USC, Oregon, none of those are slackers in college football. So um, tough for IU football. And you look at where things are at this season. I know this is a year that includes Ohio State, the opener, Michigan coming up the next game for Indiana, Penn State still as well. So a tough run of it this year. But I just don't see things changing, getting any easier for uh, the upcoming Big Ten season. But that takes you through at least the home and away opponents for 2024 through the 2028 college football seasons in the Big Ten for Indiana. Uh, tough stuff for IU. Another recruiting note to pass along, Curtis Gibbons third. he is going to announce his college choice on Saturday. Indiana has recruited him. He was at the, the campus in Bloomington along with Liam McNeely and Derek Queen a few weeks ago on an official visit. He's going to announce his decision live on the On3 Recruits YouTube channel. If you want to tune in for that, he's a four-star guard, and he is going to decide among five schools. Indiana, one of those five schools, Georgia Tech, Texas, Memphis, and LSU. A lot of people think that his favorite, I believe I read, was Memphis or LSU. I can't remember which one. But Indiana, at least in the mix, but they are not expected to land Curtis Gibbons when he makes his decision at 5 o'clock Eastern time, 4 o'clock Central time on the YouTube uh, channel of On3 Recruits. So I don't expect Indiana to pick him up or anybody this weekend, but I think you can rest assured we're getting closer to the announcement from Liam McNeely and potentially Boogie Fland as well. Derek Queen could be a little while off, it seems, but I think the thought is that Boogie and Liam, especially McNeely, are entering that final stretch of recruiting where they're preparing to make decisions. A couple of high school notes as we get ready for high school football tonight. Soccer sectionals underway, and New Albany and Floyd Central both winners. Floyd Central a 5-0 winner over Jennings County in the semifinal round of the Class 3A Bedford North Lawrence sectional on Thursday. New Albany also a winner. They defeated the host team, BNL, 3-0. So you're going to get a Saturday night Floyd Central versus New Albany in the sectional championship game. New Albany has only won one girls' soccer sectional championship. It came back in 2012. So New Albany, the Highlanders, and the Bulldogs, of New Albany and Floyd Central will play each other in a rivalry matchup. No surprise here, the number one Providence team began their postseason with a 12-0 win over Austin in the first semifinal of the Class A Trinity Lutheran sectional on Thursday. Providence 14-1-1. and They'll take on Brown County at 7 p.m. Saturday night in the sectional championship game. Providence trying for its third straight sectional championship. Again, number one in the state are the Providence, the girls' soccer team there. So we'll see if they can make a deep run in the state tournament, maybe get all the way to a state championship game. Let's look at our headlines for this Friday edition of the program. I do want to take a quick buzz through high school football tonight. Charlestown and Salem tonight. Clarksville at North Harrison tonight. Jennings County at Floyd Central tonight. Jeffersonville will host Columbus East. Other games include New Albany at Seymour. 
Providence at Corden Central. That should be a sleeper tonight. Silver Creek will play at Brownstown Central. I'll be curious how that one goes. And, of course, uh, we're looking ahead to week nine and the final week of the regular season and the sectional pairings coming out coming up on Sunday night. So we'll get all of that Sunday, and we can plan ahead, think ahead to what the state tournament will look like after we get through things Friday night and, of course, Sunday night with the pairings released from Indianapolis. That's our first segment. Orton's text line, 502-414-1450. Justin, producer, texter says the audio is low. So we'll address that over the commercial break. Thank you so much for sending in that report. And, again, we've got all kind of technical things we're still working on with the studio mood. So thanks for your patience here over the last couple of weeks. And if you've got a question or comment, something we can address in the next segment, please send me a text, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Dylan Wallace. We'll talk IU basketball and struggling IU football next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill me to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Friday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. Segment two underway. The Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Plenty to get to today, IU basketball and recruiting. And even though it's an off week for IU football, uh, in a negative way, there's been a lot of uh, news there with some coaching changes or at least one change. And, uh, curious how things are going to go the rest of this season. Dylan Wallace, formerly the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He's with us here on this Friday show basically every week. He's in a new job now at the University of Notre Dame and uh, still joining us, though, to talk IU stuff each Friday. But, Dylan, from a Notre Dame perspective, they're headed south for a big game in Louisville on Saturday night, which with Indiana off, it's going to be one of the more interesting college football games that I think I take in this week. Well, definitely. I'm going to write two. It's a primetime game. They, they waited a little bit to, to figure out a time for it. But, you know, last year, this is over. They go back to a 25 next year game this week. Um, they've had a really good start to this season, uh, which has been good, positive for them. Uh, they obviously have the seven point now over Indiana. They struggled a little bit out of the gates against East State last week, but they were able to kind of figure it out and then turn that into a win. And it's sort of a third day as well against NC State on the road. They, they struggled early, but were able to pull right at the end. So um, should be a fun matchup. I'm sure the crowd will be pretty into it. It's a big-time program coming to town. Um, Notre Dame kind of escaped by the, the similar team last year, or last week against uh, Duke. So, you know, hopefully they're a little bit more urgency coming out this weekend. But should be a fun game. Uh, and, you know, it's a pretty close, close spread uh, between the two teams. So, um, I'm expecting an Irish win, but it could be a fun matchup. And I think Wendell Wright, so it should be one of the top 20 or you know, top 25 matchups we have this week, which is, which is fun. And uh, I think for Wendell, but to get themselves back in that conversation with Chuck Brown, doing a lot of good things in that first move. Uh, talking with Dylan 
the subject of college football, uh, things not going great for IU football, a coaching change with the offensive coordinator in the middle of the season. Where do you go from here if you're IU football? And what would a turnaround look at this point for IU if there are going to be some positive changes here the rest of the way? Well, you know, just listen to what Rob Kelly said in the press conference this week. I thought it was pretty telling. You know, he said, hey, we're not going to be able to, you know, completely change everything that we're doing on offense. We're just going to try and do more of what we think works for us. Um, and, you know, I think with what Bob, you know, being a reliable role working, and now he's willing to the middle with the manager, I think there's more in terms of red blocking. Um, you know, you know, Bob just wasn't working for me. And hopefully he's able to maybe discover some things that seem to as well. success, I mean, you've got to try things. You've got you to try to make some difference here. And I was kind of curious to hear him say that he didn't expect to make sweeping changes. Yeah, you would think, you know, the season is already kind of in this, this right here. Um, you may have done swell as much as you can to try to salvage it or, or figure something out. At least that you might be able to carry into next year. You know, it's kind of what they're doing at the end of last year, and it was kind of weird because it was just like a run first offense with quarterback drives and action plays, and they tried to incorporate that into this season, and it was just kind of a, a weird thing. It wasn't really working with the TQB, so 
near a decision for these guys. It's just going to be interesting because recruiting can change quick. It does seem McNeely is satisfied with an upcoming choice between Indiana and Kansas. Boogie Flynn, Indiana, Kansas, and Alabama, and then there's a lot more unknown when it comes to Derek Queen. I've got to believe by the end of the early signing period in November that Indiana has some news, at least on a couple of those guys. I would think. I would be shocked if we don't hear anything from McNeely or, you know, one of the other guys coming up in the next month or so. Uh, you know, McNeely does seem like the, the most, uh, I guess, favorite for Indiana to, to land here coming up, um, which, which is a good thing. And then you hope, you know, if they ever land him, if he kind of sways their queen or the best friends at that board, um, all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, we kind of say, well, we'll still do the deal and we'll open you a little bit. Um, you know, we're going to help them get here. So, you know, if you get one of them, it, it might be, it might help you get both of them and, and you know, do what we see about that. I think there's been a lot of players as well as about Boogie Slam over the last few days. It doesn't seem like Indiana, you know, there's obviously, there's obviously really committed to all three of these guys. You can, you can just see it when the coaches are out. Um, you know, I think Indiana, you know, in New York to watch Boogie Slam this week and they went for the floor to see Queen of McNeely a couple days ago. So, you know, they've, they've really been, Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday edition of the program, Thornton's Text Line 502. 414-1450, again, 502-414-1450. Kyle Nedenrip with the Indianapolis Star. He joins us on Fridays as we talk the latest in high school sports and recruiting. And Kyle, I mentioned this earlier in our headline segment today, but Jalen Harrison, formerly of Fishers, now at LaPorte Lalamere, he's got a big opportunity this weekend. He's going to be out at Colorado Springs playing in the USA Basketball minicamp that's going on. And I think those minicamps are really kind of a feeder program to eventually pick the national teams that represent USA and overseas competitions, World Cups, even at some of the younger ages. So 
he's going to be on a national stage this weekend with lots of opportunities ahead of him.
top of the hour. Justin, I'll bring you on with me here with Indiana football on bye this week. It's an off week for the Hoosiers. Uh, what will you be paying attention to when it comes to college football? Maybe I should ask it this way. Uh, what will you be betting on when it comes to college football this weekend? You're like me. You pull for local teams. I know some people can't believe that, my goodness, you like to see other locals do well. It steals the thunder from Indiana. But I really like to see the area be good. I've, I've just, even as a kid, I've always been that way. I, it doesn't kill me when Purdue is good or makes a run. It doesn't bother me when Coach Cow or Kentucky have some success. And I know I'm totally different than a lot of pe people that would disagree with that terribly. Another note I have up on my computer screen today is Kentucky, who legalized betting, gambling, brought in $68 million in the first weekend that things were open. That is unbelievable, um, just amazing uh, to see that sort of response. But really, I guess it shouldn't be too surprising because it's just what most people do. I get it. So uh, very interesting to see that kind of figure, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be great money for the state and so forth. So uh, crazy to see. All right, Justin, you're at uh, Floyd Central in Jennings County tonight. That game will air on 94.7 FM, one of our sister stations here on the Big X. And it's a big one for Floyd. They've had an outstanding year. If they can win, they are basically in the driver's seat for a Hoosier Hills Conference championship. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Justin, thanks for jumping on. Enjoy your game tonight. And that's going to wrap things up here on this Friday edition of the show. If you miss our live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison 
and you'll find us there. And once again, I want to say this. Thanks for your patience. We're working things out. The phone line is still not great. Uh, just working on all the technical things that can be expected when you move studios and that sort of thing. So uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to everybody for their patience. And have a great weekend. I'll be back with you Monday here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.